We are talking about The Walking Dead. Yes, I have zombies in the background. We are on site on the apocalypse as we are talking about season eight, episode three of The Walking Dead called Monsters. Now, once again, we are going to review The Walking Dead as um, we just watched it. We are the very, we, we are going to be the very best podcast for The Walking Dead. That's why I changed the name, and so we are going to go through it. And I have to say, as I put on my options slash closed captioning, here we go. That we start out with Jeremiah and Jeremiah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jeremiah, another biblical name. We start out with Ezekiel, and Ezekiel is just really giving one of the greatest speeches on TV. I mean, he is going to be legendary for his positive can do attitude. Now, I kind of wish when we go to the end, things may or may not have taken place as they should, but we'll get to that later. So we have um, The Walking Dead Season 3, episode, I'm sorry, Season 8, Episode 3 starts out, and it seems as if they have been caught, but then there's flashbacks to Jeremiah saying we have strategy, and then once they have strategy, oh. they are surrounded. You hear what... Um, I'm also going to be on on Twitter and social media because they had. I'm, I'm going to start reading tweets also. But anyway, so we start out with uh, Ezekiel. I keep saying Jeremiah. Sorry. Start with Ezekiel. Seemingly, seemingly as though they're surrounded because every time we have heard the walkers do that weird skin crawling whistle they have been in the dominant position but now when we hear the whistle and we see Jeremiah raise his hands but then there's a flashback of saying we have strategy Jeremiah's crew is what I is what I am now calling the death star they are not going through the same mecha- mechanisms and life and death kind of questions as Jesus and Morgan is going through and we'll get into that later but Ezekiel and Carol is just a Death Star machine. They are laying the saviors flat out, and it is amazing. So they, they it starts out with a strategy. Carol is smiling like, I'm starting to really get into this guy. This guy is really leading us as he should, and... Once again, Ezekiel's hands is raised, but then, of course, as I said, they flash back to where they have strategy, and even though they're outnumbered, and they figure out a way to get out of, I'm going to leave it there, figure out a way to get out of um, being surrounded, and they immediately go into their Death Star routine and destroy everyone there. I said I wasn't going to go into it, but I realize I have to. This podcast is for those of you who have already watched the episode. I can't like not do spoilers because we had to talk about what happened, go through what happened. Um, our emotions are all over the place, including, as we know, what we're going to talk about later as one of our uh, show, not say show favorites, but Aaron to me is a favorite. And what affects him affects us. And his um, partner was killed in this episode. So we will talk about that. But then we have Morales. And Morales is now appearing here. And we're all thinking, wow, Morales is back. What is happening? And now we see that Morales has his long speech. And as you know, on The Walking Dead, every time you have a long speech, it always ends in tragedy. A.K.A. Tara's girlfriend. I forgot her name. The doctor. She gave this long speech and then was sliced 
through the head with an arrow. So The Walking Dead is, oh, we also have Shane. Shane gave his long speech before Rick put him in the gut. So we always have these long speeches that are met with tragedy. And Morales is saying that I have the gun, basically. He is saying that when he left Rick, that he tried to get to Alabama. He didn't make it there. The things that affected him, he said, he's looking at Rick now, say, you are also a different person, and those things are affecting me, they affected you, and we're two totally different. Basically, he says, we, we are two totally different a-holes, and if I had the gun, I'd be dead by now, which is what I want to say. I want to highlight this, and I tweeted this out. Rick was like, yeah, you're right, but I wouldn't want to. Now, let's evaluate that. Rick is like, yeah, I'll kill you. But I wouldn't want to kill you. <laughs> well, what difference does that make? You know, Rick, Rick is like, I don't, I mean, he was true. And anyway, so I thought that was funny how Rick was like, yeah, but I wouldn't want to. Now, Morales isn't killing him because Morales is saying that the widow and Rick and Ezekiel should be found alive because I guess Negan wants to do his Negan thing to them. So what we have is... Um, Rallo's saying that our people are coming and we are going to rally and you and you are gone so basically and then we all knew what was happening daryl was the other the other i call what's that movie where you have two lions and lion in the darkness or whatever where you just had two lions that were killing everybody to me that is daryl and rick and when they're working together they are like two lions just outsmarting and out killing everyone and the longer that Morales was talking was the longer that he was going to get guaranteed that, that, that he was going to get wrecked. So then we segue to the longest gunfight ever and they're saying that they're calling for them to go to another place. So as so as the crew that Aaron was with was fighting, they are now retreating into another part of the building, and then we revert to where is um, Aaron's friend or partner's last scene, Eric. And Eric was shot in the gut, and he's leaning against a tree, very similar to how the guy died the first season, who they leaned him against a tree and left him. And he basically said, win one for me. And as I was looking at Talking Dead afterwards, he was saying that the gunshot is pretty much a fatal shot. But he was holding out hope that he would somehow survive because the bullet did go through and through. So he left them there saying that you have to finish what you started. And Aaron goes back, of course, to do what Aaron does, which is Aaron is, is a straight warrior. And I like how Eric kind of went out. Um, he went out like a man, if you want to be a man. I'm not trying to. But he went out as as he entered, like with just all heart. So all that being said, uh, then we revert back to where <laughs> you have Morgan. Now, I like Killer Morgan or Clear Morgan. He is focused. I call Morgan the Black Terminator. Tara wants to kill them. I'm thinking that you have to feed them clothe them, make sure they're okay, and all the time they're going to be trying to escape, and that is kind of hard. So having prisoners in this environment to me isn't applicable or isn't even practical, but Jesus is straight, like, ready to, you know, kind of 
do his thing. So um, let's see. Let's go to let's take a break and go to social media. What I kind of what I, what I'm kind of seeing on social media, and one of the <laughs> one of the favorite posts I like actually came from The Walking Dead, and they were posting this a GIF a GIF of a guy smiling with these question marks saying, "What did Rick ever do to Morales? Like, dude, what'd you do to him for you to be sad on this angst against Rick?" And everyone's thinking, "What did Rick do? Rick just took care of them until it was time for him to go." That he said, "Hey." You know, I'm going to Alabama And Rick said, I can't stop you Rick even gave him a car, gave him money, gave him guns And everything else to help him survive So why why was Morales so against Rick from going? So anyway So that came from actually The Walking Dead Um, Another thing on social media is Let's see um, I, I saw something funny earlier um, some um, Alisa Cooper said, "I just want a cat just like Shiva." She says that. Um, baby girl says, "I asked Eric to stay his ass at home. I asked him. He didn't hear me because I was talking through the TV." And then he, then she has a gift of of uh, Denzel Washington oh. slamming his hand down. Me, you know, I, I, I was I was pretty funny. Um, Second Union says, "Until next week, Savage." And he has Daryl a gif of Daryl shooting a guy, and we'll go into that later. Uh, let's see. Um, ESC says, "Wait, they're just going to let Eric wander around as a walker, like." Alexandria doesn't have a graveyard that is so true at Eric one under dash two I give them credit for that tweet um, another tweet that we're gonna look at is when everything seems fine then there's a gunshot wound you have a little kid just like stopping like oh, oh, oh you know just which is kind of funny so anyway so those kind of tweets we're gonna um, read you can always tweet me at, at jfunds1 so now we now we segue back into Rick and Morales is still talking, and everyone on social media was like, "Dude, you have, dude has more lines in this one episode than he had than the, the whole time he was in season the first season." Um, and let's see, Talking Dead just tweeted, "What did you think of the big moment between Jesus and Morgan?" We're going to go into that between Jesus and Morgan, I promise. So you have as Rick is talking. And then you know who's going to come up The other part of the lion team And that part is Daryl And Daryl just shoots him straight up Not talking, not negotiating And Rick is like Do you know who that was? And Daryl said, I did And so what? Now let's look for the guns Basically, Daryl is telling Rick, you didn't go through what I went through. These guys, and Daryl has been like this from the moment that he was captured when he killed Fat Joey. And Joey was like, I'm not one of them. And you kind of felt, those of us who weren't in that situation, kind of felt a kind of sympathy for Fat Joey. He was just like going with the flow. But Daryl was like, no, you're one of them. You're going to go down. Because how they treated Daryl, Daryl is not letting that go. Daryl grew up. Let's go into this. <clears throat> Daryl grew up being abused by his dad. He had marks all over his back. <clears throat> yeah, he has marks all over his back. In addition to that, Daryl was not only abused by his dad, but was left alone. His brother left him. He was he had to fend for himself. So he's not about taking all of this crap that um 
that Negan and his crew has because he grew up with that and now that he's bigger and he's strong he doesn't have to take it so everyone that dare treat him like he grew up is going to go down and Rick has to understand because of Daryl's background he is not taking it he's not going for it he's going to eliminate you because you're going to do it to someone else this is part of also this is the part of justice that we don't talk about on The Walking Dead is that when you kill a bad person you're eliminating them from being bad to someone else and Daryl realized that he realizes that that these guys are going to produce destruction and mayhem wherever they go and it's time to eliminate that to make this earth a better place so that being said they, they Daryl kills Morales tells Rick so what let's go they go to a commercial and then then it comes back Jesus is talking with uh, Morgan but before that, there were some, um, Jesus talking with Morgan, and he's saying, look, these people are, 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 going, to, are going to kill us. And anyways, before, I'm sorry, let me, let me backtrack. You have some walkers that are like loosed on the group. And some people in the group decided to run, and some people decided to stay. The people that decided to run, Morgan went after, and Morgan was going to kill all of them that decided to run. He, matter of fact, he got one shot off, but then Jesus was able to catch up to him, and before he got another shot, he hit, he hit the gun and went away, and all of a sudden, they crazy clear Morgan says, get off me, and he starts going at him, and then Jesus is doing his kung fu, and Morgan is doing his stick work, and it's a great fight between two people although I have to say Jesus was more level-headed and he was basically the boss because no matter what Morgan did he was like is that it is that enough that's enough that's enough you threw you threw you threw I think Morgan was actually trying to kill him as a matter of fact after the fight it seemed like Morgan kind of came back to his senses and was like you know and he's realized he says I can't do this I'm not in my right mind this is affecting me so he begins to go but when he begins to go Tara is like no Morgan you were right and this guy is wrong so um, they, they go once again they go to another commercial and then we have uh, the Walking Dead coming back and there we have Ezekiel's crew at the compound being like I said the Death Star they have strategy they have people they are being right now the most efficient taking out all of the compounds and Ezekiel is talking his awesome kind of um, inspirational um, talk and they are just following it and they are just they are just mowing people down left and right and it is, it is amazing at, at how efficient they are so it, then we have the scene with the two the, the two lions by themselves you have Daryl and you have Rick and I'm calling Daryl the Suge Knight of the Walking Dead because he is just vicious then you have Rick who is just a strategist and just knows how to fight and they seemingly are pinned down and they're 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 in a hallway kind of like in a building and so you have um 
You have them going against these guys, and Rick is like, Daryl's like, I'm out. So Rick says, well, let me do this. And he shoots a fire extinguisher, so he has the the air and the dust and all of that. Meanwhile, I talked about the end of the fight between Morgan and Jesus, but Morgan and Jesus, they, they kind of flick back between back and forth between Rick getting caught and pinned down and Morgan and Jesus fighting. So they kind of go back and forth on that. So just so you know how, how the episode went. So... Once, once you have Morgan kind of and Jesus finished, then you go to commercial. But at the moment, Rick is still pinned down, and you're like, "What is Rick and Daryl going to do?" And then when the commercial comes back, I mean, this this episode, this show has a lot of commercials. I tell you, once the episode comes back, you have them at the hilltop. Now, this was a funny scene. I totally forgot about the scene at the hilltop. You had Gregory come back. He's banging on the door. Let me in. And he's looking around like, I hope a walker doesn't come down. So as he's banging on the door, and remember, Gregory was the one that that tried to sell the hilltop out. And Maggie is back there. And they opened the door just enough for Gregory to see. He was like, I thought I told him to open this door last week. Why isn't it opening? But they're not allowing it to open. And Maggie's like, no, you can't come in. You try to sell us out. What are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't think you were going to. I thought you were going to lose. I was trying to broker for peace. And Maggie is basically calling him up on his lie. And then one of the funniest lines in the entire show was one of the guys he tried to put the blame on one of the other guys and the the guy was right there Um, um, Gregory said what you call is full of BS or whatever and the guy says I'm right here dude and then uh, he said and you ate the little girl's pancakes and Gregory said I didn't eat the little girl's pancakes yes you did so all the Twitter kind of lit up because Gregory evidently ate some sorghum pancakes from he took pancakes from a little girl and it was just showing how petty and how nutty he is and but Maggie says okay you can come in but as soon as um, Maggie wants to come in and then at their door of course is Jesus and Tara and the um the rest of the saviors, and all of a sudden Gregory is turning into Terminator, and he wants to kill them all, whereas Jesus is saying that we can put him in a trailer and guard him 24 hours a day until this war is over. We don't have to kill them because they surrendered. So, which reminds me of one of the characters I think is going to um, play a, a little larger role according to the comic books from this group that's caught by the saviors and that's a character that killed the boy I think he's going to be a, a somehow pivotal a pivotal a pivotal a pivotal role in the future as far as how the saviors are going to interact with everyone else so Jesus and Maggie are discussing what they should do with the saviors that are there and Jesus is trying to convince Maggie on to save their life. So then we, so then we go back to the, um, then we go back to uh, Rick and Daryl, and they got out by shooting a fire extinguisher, causing a lot of mist, and then charging the guys that were trapping them in. And then the other guys came from behind, uh, more of Rick's crew to save them, and they were able to. 
went and take over that particular compound. But Rick was there looking for guns, but the guns were moved yesterday. And they were moving to Gavin's compound, which Gavin's compound is a compound that Carol and Ezekiel is. So you have these major guns over there, and they just found out. And how they found out was there was one person that was left. And the person that was left actually shot at Rick and Daryl. And Rick said, I give you my word. If you come out, give us the information that we need. I will let you walk. And the guy came out. He was timid. You could tell he was just, and he gave all the information. He said, listen, the guns were here up until yesterday. They moved them to Gavin's compound. And that was the end of that. And then Rick lowered his gun. The guy from the Saviors lowered his gun. But Daryl, being Daryl, which I call the Suge Knight of the Walking Dead, shot him dead and was like, let's go. So um, we have on social media, um, the Walking Dead AMC says it's going to be hard to sleep after tonight's episode. And um, at Holistic Gal says, maintain a healthy mindset for a healthy, positive, successful life when your mind speaks. I'm sorry, that wasn't a Walking Dead um, tweet. I thought it was. And we have here, uh, they just basically everyone on Twitter is kind of talking, kind of talking about what the big fight between Morgan and Jesus, and that's and that's a big kind of thing right now. Also, everyone's talking about how short Morales was on on the um, his appearance, oh. and it, they're saying a lot of people saying Eric died a hero. He went down a hero. Um, another person saying that if Shiva dies, a riot. Uh, let's see. Um, in addition to that, we have. We have Jade at EDXXJ. She says, Rick is in it for the clout at this point. Why does he need pictures? That's a good point at EDXXJ. Why did Rick need pictures? Rick is evidently going to go talk with someone, and he's taking the evidence with him. We don't know what the pictures mean, but they are significant because they keep showing them. Every time The Walking Dead shows something, then that means that that, that particular item is going to be important in the future. So, so then we then we end with Aaron and Eric. Um, Aaron finds Eric's body wandering as a walker in the distance, and Aaron has to go. So we have Eric that's down. He died a hero. He died for the cause, and we'll he'll be in the Walking Dead anthology of or is it anthology? No, it's the. Um, Words escape me right now because I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm going to edit this podcast tonight. So I'm going to just leave that, leave that there. So uh, that's it for this episode. This episode was really good. I liked, I liked the action. I liked the, Actually, this, this hour went by faster than the other two episodes did because I felt that our characters were more in jeopardy. In addition to that, we got to see real conflicts arise. We are watching a conflict of Jesus and Rick, I'm sorry, a conflict of Jesus and Morgan, of course, arose. But we're starting to see that Jesus and Tara, they are on two different sides of the fence. In addition to that, we are seeing a conflict of Daryl, possibly, and Rick. Because Daryl's like, everyone has to go. Rick is trying to be more hum- humane at this war. And Daryl is being more Suge Knight of this war. We are also seeing the... 
um, extreme optimism of Ezekiel really doing well. But we see now that as the show ended, it's possible uh, in jeopardy. So, so we don't know what's going on there. And we're, and we're seeing that it may be a turning point in this war with the weapons that they weren't able to get that is at the Gavin compound. So we see that this war is really ramping up. The um, Rick's crew had a very, very good plan, and their plan is being enacted. But now I think we're going to see what the saviors have to offer in return. Now, we haven't seen a trash crew yet, so we know that they're going to play a part in this somehow. So I think that Negan is possibly planning a reprisal on one of the compounds, either the hilltop, not Alexandria per se, but either the hilltop or Ezekiel's home. It will probably be Ezekiel's home because that hasn't been shown yet. And I think that that would be a big surprise. And Ezekiel has a lot of people there that are, that are, um, vulnerable and I think that he has a large number and we haven't had a lot of emotional investment in the people of Ezekiel's compound so I am thinking that Ezekiel's compound is going to get raided a lot of people are going to die and it's going to crush Ezekiel when it happens and because Ezekiel is, is being featured as his positive let's do it go you know, gung-ho, ready-to-go kind of guy. And I think they're setting him up for a tremendous tragedy. And the response by Negan is going to test his will for the war. Now, I'm saying this purely on speculation. I'm just going by what, if I was writing, where I would go with this thing. So this is, I don't have any inside information or anything. This is purely speculation. So all that being said, I want to say... Um, this Walking Dead series was really good. I'm not looking forward to the next uh, three or four issues, three or four episodes, because I think that as 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 confident and as triumphant as Rick has been, I think the retaliation is going to bring us back down to earth, and I'm not ready to see that. I will watch it, of course, but I am watching it with white knuckles holding on tight because I know that the retaliation is going to be there. We are going to see a effective and traumatic Negan uh, retaliation. So... This is John Funderburg from the best podcast on The Walking Dead. I will see you again next week. I will possibly, I'm, I'm trying to do a podcast in the week, but it hasn't been working out. But we'll try to have one this week. Thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.